Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you very much for joining me today. I'm very honoured by your presence and I appreciate your time that you've taken. So we're on this episode in this series of um, the, PI, the PFI toolkit and uh, the Jihad uh, 2047. Um, I said I was going to talk to you about it, I but I was just giving you context. I need to give you context instead of going directly into it because it's not a one episode um, um, concept. We know no one, I think, is really surprised about this because this has been going on for a very long time. When I was in school, this was going on. I remember reading it in the papers. The labels were different, but it's the same mentality. The groups have changed. They've just evolved uh, with new tools, new opportunities, but they are the same garbage dump. Um, and they exist. Now, we, I have said very often that these are not religions. These are colonial empires. The religion is only a front to keep their foot on the pedal uh, and to make sure that their colonial hangover never goes and to the back door they continue this hangover. So religion really doesn't exist for any of them. Um, their empires are dead but their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect their colonial empire. Um, now, they're not the only ones who do this. As the next question, I can tell you Christianity does this. And really, Christianity and Islam are the only two religions who are doing this nonsense on the Indian subcontinent. These are proxy wars. These, these groups have fought for 3,000 years, from Judaism to Christianity to Islam. They have fought nonstop. And that's why this planet has become an Abrahamic uh, refugee factory out of the hundred million right now um, um, hundred million uh, eight well hundred million actually I think it is uh, refugees in the world 90% come from 90 to 95 percent come from Islam come from Abrahamic groups so the last time I checked was 82 million refugees but with the Ukrainian war it's gone to practically a hundred thousand uh, that's what the reports are again the last update was 82 and it has slowly increased since then but Abrahamic religions are the only ones besides this because they cannot give up their colonial hangover you think that after so much of power they're just going to walk away and say oh well now it's over no they're still going to continue the power grab behind the back door and that's why i say colonial empire these empires have just been rebranded now um i'm going to give you today talk about something that's important the christian point of this the reason what i'm doing this is i want to give you the mentality behind all of this what goes on in our homes what is the ideology that is used what is the mentality what is the rhetoric that is used and by giving you a, a taste of this you will understand how it works and how to deal with it going forward okay uh so i while doing my research i came across an uh, um an article in the news in, in it was on firstpost.com. That's firstpost.com. It's an article from July 2013, okay? And so it's important to say that. This article is credit to them. And I'm going to read it out to you. Keep a vomiting bag close by because it really sucks. There are no... There, the church says... A church thinker says... There were no Hindus in Goa before the Portuguese landed. Can you believe that? Yes, my dear friends. This is what it says... 
Um, and the revelations in, re in the research paper come at a time when the BJP has been trying to cozy up with the church in Goa. So this is 2013, uh, and this is what the church is saying behind the scenes, okay? So I'm going to go into this, read this for you, and then you can, uh, you know, make it out with yourself uh, and understand where this, how, how this ideology works behind the scenes. So, um... Of a, a priest, Father Victor Ferral, a dean in the state's most renowned uh, Roman Catholic seminary, um, which trains and grooms budding priests, have has also, um, sorry, trains and and grooms budding priests. Um, has also said in a research paper that scores of temples demolished by the Portuguese colonists in the 15th century onwards were not Hindu temples, but instead belonged to different independent cults and religions, which are often at war with each other. Uh, so at this point of time, I'm just throwing up, but I'm just keeping myself standing. Uh, sorry about that. Farrell in his paper presented at a recent seminar, the challenge of being a Goan Christian healthier, that by painting of that by painting of pre-colonial Goa as Hindu territory, there is a direct attempt to turn historical facts about conversion against the church and the Christians of today. Uh, the renowned church academic in, in, in his church academic, oh my goodness gracious, disgusting. Uh, in his research paper, even goes a step further and attributes political motives to the reductionist and distortionist appropriation of Goa's history by Hindu logists. Okay, um, I have described these attempts as a Hindu as Hindu logy. In fact, even the word Hindu does not exist in the entire 16th century. Uh, Portuguese historiography. His, title, his paper titled uh, The Other Orientalism and the Challenge and Opportunities of, of the Church in Goa. The revelations in this paper um, come at a time when the BJP has been trying to cozy up with the Church in Goa, which is spiritual and which is a spiritual and religious beacon to nearly one third of Goa's population, which is Catholic and the key vote bank spiritual and a religious beacon oh my goodness gracious the pedophile church uh, uh, that has in its bag of tricks the portuguese inquisition yes i know they forgot to mention that but they talked about uh, they talked about the hindus isn't that nice this is what goes on in our homes um in fact a tactic support of the church, Goa church, although its spokesman later categorically denied or struck any truck with the BJP in 2020, 20, 2012 assembly polls, was one of the key reasons why the BJP swept the elections, apart from any unprecedented Catholic candidates which the party fielded. The Catholic swing towards the BJP ensured that the party romped home with its majority of its own and unheard of electrical feat, uh, sorry, electoral feat in Goa where the hodgepodge of results is the norm. However, the issue of Goa's checkered religious past before the advent of spices and Christian-speaking uh, Portuguese has also been a matter of debate. A large section of authors and historians have insisted that Goa has been described in ancient texts as a result reclaimed by sage Parushuma, an avatar of Lord Vishnu, um, from the sea 
and the state known as beaches and booze, nightlife, sex tourism, and drugs now, was once called the Konkan Kashi, or the Benares of the South, a view which was endorsed by the Vishwa Hindu Parishad, which during the conclave held in here in, 20, in 2000, released a six-page brochure on the subject. Goa, even four decades after liberation, is misguidedly projected as the Rome of the East, particularly in tourism, by the government and non-government agencies, but, government in, but Goa is the Kashi of the west coast of India. The Portuguese... Um, um, yes, um, sorry... Uh, Goa is the Kashi of India. Um, Farrell in his research paper, a copy which available with first post, however, insists that such um, obfuscation stemming from political motives was one of the key reasons why Christians in Goa now have to lay claim to their own history. It's Christian history. We have to lay claim for it. I don't understand. I mean, who who said that we should have to claim for it? Uh, we don't want it. The church wants it, so we have to do their dirty work. Right. Um, it's important to assert that we have not come from uh, Hinduism today, but the dead fragmented cults uh, that today have been steaming, steadily assimilated into Hinduism of today. Uh, Farrow says, quoting noted uh, historian Romila Tupper from his back from to back his treaties. So Romila Tucker and him, same ideology, but what do you expect? Farrell said that claims of forced conversions and demolition of temples during the early Portuguese era were essentially to be found only in narratives of the post-colonial historiography, mainly authored by Hindu historians of our day. Though the temples that were demolished were not Hindu, but one that belonged to different cults that have united into Hinduism of today, the Hindu community is certainly carrying the pain of this false impression. So he says the Hindu community the, uh, is carrying a false impression that they were the ones who were the bad people, they were the ones who were the cults fighting against each other, but the Christians were the ones who were the sane ones who came to, uh, to, to save the Hindus from their basically their pagan gods. Uh, in, in brackets, this is the mentality. The paper further says that both the Hindu religion and nationalism are a product of colonization. Um, that means Hindu, Hindu religion started only because of colonization and Hindu nationalism started because of colonization. If there was no colonization, there wouldn't be Hindu nationalism. He's correct. Yeah, maybe they should go back uh, to the Middle East uh, where they came from. There wouldn't be any problem. Uh, adding that to reduce pre-Hindu religions, uh, cults or sects, and the unification of the Hinduism in the 19th century amounted to an epistemical error. Uh, several other scholars, however, tend to disagree with Farah's argument. P. Shirodka, who has authored several books on Goa's history, says in his research paper, the social cultural life in Goa during the 16th century, uh, says at that time of the fall of Goa in the hands of the Portuguese, its population, majority of whom were Hindus, followed by Muslims mostly on military duty, continued to live in villages with agricultural communities. He further says that the villages in Goa followed the Hindu law of inheritance. In a journal, 
Goa and Portugal, the cult their cultural links edited by Charles Bo Borges uh, and Helmut Feldman, published by Xavier Center of Historical Research. Archana Karotkar argues that Hindus were a very self-conscious community. Uh, for historical reasons, Hindus in Portuguese India were very uh, self-conscious community, the impact of the Portuguese rule, destruction of Hindu temples, and the subsequent policy of conversion further enhanced this awareness. Uh, Paul Axel and Michelle Furch, scholars from Ripon College in Wisconsin, write in Modern Asian Studies, uh, a journalist published in Cambridge University Press in 1996, that they were pronounced Hindu resistance to the Portuguese colonial designs. The force of the article will be on Hindu resistance to the policies that were applied by the colonial regime and its role in shaping the regional culture in the face of overwhelming physical Force. Direct defiance revealed itself primar primarily in the religious life of Hindu Goa as arch rival records, sorry, as archival records of the Portuguese rule and temple histories demonstrate. The duo says in their research paper titled Flight of uh, Deities Hindu Resistance to uh, Portuguese Goa. Um, GHD. Uh, Farrell, however, claimed that Christians living in Goa had forgotten their origins and um, as they were part of independent cults and religions and, were, and are wounded and continue to be victim of aggression of their Hindu counterparts. So the Hindus, uh, the Christians in Goa were Hindus who were uh, had a, who created the atrocities on them. So it was the Hindus who were doing the real atrocities, not the Christians. And the Christians came to save them, and now they are free in the Christian mentality, in Christian land, and the and the, the peace is bought by Christianity. And their trauma is actually uh, a thing of the past of the Christ of of the Hindu uh, people who were fighting, but not the go not the not the Christians. The Christians didn't come to fight. Obviously, they came with the peace, and they came to civilize and peace uh, an ignorant civilization right uh, try telling that this is the same thing that they did to the native Canadians can try telling that to them today have have the guts to say it to them today and what will you get a kick up your rear end but apparently they can still say it to Hindus because Hindus say it's okay say what you want to me we are tolerant we must show a tolerant face in the in the seat of uh, this of their insolence but that is what Abrahamic religions are. If you do not put your foot on the ground and if you say, no, I'm sorry, you're going to have to stop uh, with this nonsense, we will give it to you what really happened. Uh, they will not appreciate, they'll call you a fascist, but they can't say that to the native Canadians today. Uh, so it's time to, to understand this mentality. I will complete this, uh, this topic, uh, this uh, article. Uh, Farah also calls for a therapeutic, therapeutic dialogue between the two communities living in Goa. There's an inve inevitable need of dialogue that can heal wounds and memories in our society. Christians account for nearly 30% of Goa's 15 lakh population. Uh, so calls for a therapeutic dialogue. He is calling for the dialogue. Oh, okay. Then what type of dialogue can you have with an ideologue who preaches crap at the bottom of my toilet bowl uh, and, and expect to have go anywhere in life? I, I was fuming when I read it. I think you know my mentality right now. Uh, 
but this is what it is and this is exactly the mentality of the pfi um they bought civilization to go to india they will say this is this is the mentality of the two colonial empires islam and christianity um and this is how they they brainwash you in their home so let's talk about how it happens from the time you were born the mullahs, tullahs, padres will brainwash you with a mentality like this, that there was no one here before, they were not civilized, we bought civilization, we created this land, we created uh, civilization, before that there were only Dalits and caste and Dalits and caste, and, and, and there was nothing, uh, we were the real ones who bought, there were a bunch of bands of people who were fighting against each other, know nothing about how Abrahamic religions have been fighting with each other all over the planet, no um nothing uh, for uh, the fact that abrahamic religions account for 90 to 95 percent of the wars and and refugees on this planet as as we speak right now um how we become a, a, a refugee factory uh, nothing but the non-stop degradation uh, of Hind and the lands that the culture that the civilization that existed before the invasions of these uh, of these Abrahamic uh, colonial feudal uh, religions of empires turn now turn into religions is second to none. So you're brainwashed from the time you're born. You're giving this narrative. It is a narrative, nothing else, to keep you in a negative state of mind. It's a narrative so that you they build a moat of fear around you. They build, build, build this fear. Uh, then they colonize your mind, tell you, take away your confidence from yourself and only keep give you confidence in God and just make you believe in this nonsense. And you ex they expect you then afterwards to follow in their footsteps and they say jump, you say how high because you've been colonized. The colonization of our minds by these colonial empires and so they insist that we remain relics of these empires is second to none. And once they have occupied rent free space in our mind, then they can use us as political capital. Um, this is exactly what goes on both these religions. We will talk about it in, in detail tomorrow. Um, but basically, this is the ideology behind the PFI. So once the, the Padre and the Pandit or Padre and the, and the Mullah and the Tula indoctrinate you, they indoctrinate, indoctrinate, indoctrinate you, then they've colonized your mind, they sell the vote to the highest bidder, and then these political party groups, such as the PVI, will take over, and they will continue that using your political capital uh, um, in seminars and, and charities and uh, brainwashing, and, and they have, like, literally... Every single, it, it's like a socialist communist state. Everyone, you don't know who is who. Everyone is uh, is like a spy on the other. They are moral police of the other. So, so you don't do something, they, the next person will, will berate you, will chastise you, and the next person will chastise you, and the next person will chastise you. Everyone acts like the moral police. You don't need a real police. And you give in to this and then you continue in this cycle until you break free. It's so suffocating and you break free, which is exactly what's happening now. Now, this article was in 2013, but uh, it is an important article to understand the mentality of our mind uh, that goes on here. And, and 
that this has been going on for a very long time. So we'll talk about it tomorrow in the, uh, with the topic of the PFI, but I just wanted to give you the other group on, on the Indian subcontinent who is doing exactly the same thing as the PFI. Maybe they're not using violent ways, but they're using educational formats. They're using, um, they're using scams. They're using treachery. Uh, they're using forced conversions. They're using lies. Uh, they're using everything possible to convert this land into an Abrahamic land and keep it um, keep it below uh, you know below sea level, so to speak. Never let it grow up because if ever India gets power, then their narrative that Abraham is the topmost guy and the only real father of this of civilization will go into the toilet bowl basically because Abraham really is not worth two cents. Uh, the very fact that he, you have the word Abraham or Bram, Braham, Ib, Abraham. So it comes from Brahma. It's the same thing as the Vedic size, uh, ideology. It's a descent of the same Vedic uh, system where Brahma was the ultimate man. Uh, sorry, ult the, the ultimate uh, truth, the, or should I say the creator. Uh, the, the creator, the sole creator of mankind, or sole creator of the cosmos and our, soul, and our galaxies, that's Brahma for you. And from that you got Ram, from that you got Abraham, which is the sons of Ram. But they refuse to look above and beyond because they're very supremacist in their ideology. And this is all Abrahamic religions. Unfortunately, we've got two of them on the Indian subcontinent who want to play out their 3,000-year-old proxy war games on, on the subcontinent and pretend that they are the victims, but behind the scenes they're controlling this narrative. And the problem is the people who support them. So you have to take out this rent-free space in your mind, understand how they work, and you have to fill your mind with knowledge um, in order to counter them through through uh, through knowledge, through confidence. Heal, and once you heal, you you you'll make sure that you'll meet people who will heal. And slowly by slowly, the currents will form the wave. So it's important. Knowledge is the most important thing. You have to stop the violence in the home in order to stop the violence in your streets. You stop the violence in your streets and you stop the violence at your borders uh, and you will heal. And that is the most important thing. No violence. Knowledge is your best tool uh, to rebuild yourself, your confidence, and the knowledge is the best tool to heal. So on that note, I will take your leave. I thank you so much. This was um, a podcast to explain to you the mentality of what's going on behind these uh, colonial hangovers. And tomorrow we'll get into the detail of the toolkit of the PFI. So thank you once again. You have yourself a great day.